What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Mighty Ears, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Friday, December 11th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are excited because we have not one, but two Dallas Cowboys legends on the show today. That's right. We've been talking about it for a little bit here. Didn't want to give everything away all at once, but we are very excited because Darren Woodson and Demarcus Ware will both be guests on this episode of the Blog and the Boys podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything because we're always doing what we can to put together the best Dallas Cowboys related podcast for you here on the network. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple devices, Spotify, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things are very much appreciated. I'm not going to waste much time because I know that you don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from the guys who have been there and done that. So let's start first with somebody who has three Super Bowl rings and hopefully very soon will have a gold jacket and a bronze bust. Darren Woodson joins us next right here on the Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary three-time Super Bowl champion, Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor member, and we all have our fingers crossed for the Hall of Fame, and not to mention worldwide podcaster, uh, the host of the Darren Woodson Show. Uh, maybe that kind of gives this whole thing away. Darren Woodson taking some time to join us here at Blog of the Boys. Darren, thanks for uh, for joining us. No, thanks for having me on, RJ. Man, it's it's an honor, brother. I uh, I want to start with the hard hitting questions. How's your golf game these days? Sucks always. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, look, man, I, I can't. I don't, RJ. I don't put enough time into it. Um, and it's the one sport that I'm okay just being mediocre in. Like, sure. I, I just want to keep it in the fairway, brother. I mean, if I can keep it in the fairway, I've done my job. But uh, my game overall is not good. Is it, uh, is it true that you were on, I think, the driving range when you were drafted? Is that a yeah. true story? Actually, I wasn't on the driving range. I had just pulled in, and I got a call. Back then, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> so my best friend, who had gotten drafted the year before by the San Diego Chargers and was my roommate in college, he came back into town on draft day and he said, hey, man, just leave. Don't, I don't want you sitting here watching the draft. I'll watch the draft with my family. Go out and go hit some balls on a golf course. And it would, have been the, it would have been the first time I'd ever been on a golf course. And I pulled up. And once I pulled up, we had pagers back then, RJ. You're probably too young to remember this, man. But we had pagers. And they paged me. And I went to a landline. And I made the call back to the house. And I had gotten drafted by the Cowboys and couldn't believe it. Well, um, I never had a pager myself. Uh, I'm, I'm a young 31, uh, but both yep. my parents did, and they had the big block cell phones and everything, uh, <laughs> like Zach Morris and stuff. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Darren, what are your thoughts? Uh, you've been 
very honest on your podcast and obviously all the media work you've done throughout your career. Um, a very tough year in a lot of ways. Um, but, but what are your thoughts as we sit here coming off this Tuesday night loss against the Baltimore Ravens? You know, I would have never have thought that uh, we would have been at this moment. You know, coming into the season, I would have said it's a two-team two race in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. And both teams uh, have had letdown seasons and have had major injuries that have impacted them. Now, who would have ever thought the Redskins and the Giants are going to be playing for the NFC East title? So, you know, has there been a huge letdown? Absolutely. Do I think this team had, can bounce back this offseason and play much better next year? Absolutely. But when you lose your two bookend tackles and you lose Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, who come, came into training camp out of shape and then he ended up getting injured. And when you lose those two guys, it's hard to rebound from that. And then you look in, you lose Dak Prescott to a season ending injury. This is who you are. So is it hard to assess the job that Mike McCarthy and the staff, what they've done? Absolutely. And not only that, you know, RJ, you have to go back to this offseason and see what they've had to try to get accomplished. COVID was a problem, was a hindrance early on. They couldn't meet with the players. They were doing Zoom calls to implement their offense and defensive schemes. That is not scalable. The only way you get, that, you know, get better is if you get face time with your players. You have walkthroughs. You have mini camps. There's a reason why we have mini camps. And Mike McCarthy or, nor the staff has had that ample time to work with the players. So yeah, I'm, I'm a long winded in this, but I just don't think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really hard to assess who Mike McCarthy is and this, who the staff is because they didn't have that all, full off season to prepare and get ready for the season. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very valid point. I think it's one that frustrates people because, you know, it sounds like excuses and in a way they are, but they're very valid excuses. Yeah. Um, just given the inordinate circumstances that this year has presented us, um, if you were Jerry, you've obviously got a great relationship with him. Um, you know, how would you go about fixing these issues? Would, would you spend a, a top two, you know, pick in terms of your own draft picks, maybe a first or second round pick on a safety? I think that's worked out for the Cowboys before. Um, yeah. I mean, because they, they refuse to invest in that position. Yeah, they do. And, and I wish they would. I mean, I, I can remember, you know, I got drafted in the second round. Uh, I remember the last safety that came here that was really good was Roy Williams and for five years Roy Williams was lights out and he got drafted at number eight so if you want a guy and you feel like you need to really make have a, a playmaker at the safety position you may want to go out there and get him early instead of turning special teamers into starting safeties it, it just doesn't work that way and I also looking you know to, to answer your question as well is you know this offseason you have to take a hard look at the assets that you have and the big players that you've paid, the Demarcus Lawrences, the Jalen Smiths, the Ezekiel Elliotts, you know, guys that you paid that you expected to play at a high level, that hasn't happened. And, and not only do you have the assets, now you have to figure out that offensively, you're pretty much set. You know Dak's going to come back. He's already moving around well. You know Lyle Collins is going to come back healthy next year. Tyron's going to come back healthy. Zach Martin, you're going to be set offensively. And the skill positions, C.D. Lamb and, 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 and Michael Gallup and Mari Cooper, you're going to have skill and, and talent on that side of the ball. It's got to start on the defense. You have to figure out what the assets that you have, how do you get a quality safety, how do you get a quality rush end or mm -hmm. outside linebacker 
You have to pour resources into this defense, and they have not done so. They, they just haven't done it the right way, and, and that's, that's been their big problem. You used words like assets and resources, and, and your success in your post-career career is well-documented. You're a very successful businessman, um, and I want to talk about your office in a second. Um, and, and I know that this is a, probably an interesting point for you specifically because you've been there, you've done it, you know what it's like, and you know what it's like to evaluate assets and resources. So this week is a really interesting example with the Cowboys and Bengals playing. The loser of this game has a really sort of head start towards the third overall pick. Um, you've heard the talk of tanking before, like, like, what is your, your take on that? Just, it's, it's a lot of fun for fans to check out and say, okay, you know, this season was terrible. I want that top draft pick, but obviously people and players in the locker room say, look, we've been working hard. We've been killing ourselves for this and and we want to go out and we want to win. Look, as a football player, that, that is, it's a no brainer. There is no such thing as tanking because every time I go out there and play a game, I'm playing for my football future and my football life. Because there's one thing that's, that's for certain. Every week, and even at practice, there's what we call the eye in the sky. And that's a camera. And it's going to film everything you do at practice, and it's going to film everything you do on the football field on Sunday. If I put a bad product out there and I'm loafing to the ball just to tank it, then my job is on the line. That's unheard of. That's not something that I'm, I'm not down for that. Uh, and I know what my f- football future and what I've dreamt of, of having for my entire career is, is on the line. So I'm, I'm going to play to the, to the highest level I possibly can. This is conversation that fans have. Sure. They have the, coaches aren't having these conversations because guess what? Coaches are looking at their job as well and their job status. They lose the next four games. Guess what? Coach Edwards, you may be gone. Coach Mike Nolan, you may be gone. Coach Mike, Mike McCarthy, you may be gone. You play to sound like <laughs> you play to win the game, man. You play um, the game. You worry about the draft picks when that happens. You uh, you mentioned the eye in the sky. I call that Darren Woodson. You were on uh, the Pat McAfee show back in the off season, and you talked about how your office overlooks the practice field at the star. Yeah. Uh, and you talked then that day about seeing Dak Prescott out at two o'clock throwing to the fourth and fifth string wide receivers. What is that just like for you? I have to, I mean, your, your life has, has come so full circle in this cool way. It must be so awesome just to get to go to work and, and get to relive what was your career and have your new career. I mean, that's just got to be a, a cool life to be Darren Woodson in that respect. You know what? I would say this though, RJ, uh, as much as it, you know, I love, you know, my Cowboys and, and have loved them for forever since I, since I signed my first contract. And you know, I believe that star, man, it, it is what I, it is what it is, but it's hard to watch practice. And I'll just be honest with you. After so many years, <laughs> after so many years of being in practice and watching and all, you know, my office overlooks the field, as you mentioned, but I'm sitting there watching sometimes and it's just, you know, guys milling around. Practices are totally different. You know, when I played, it was physical. Practices, you know, got physical on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Now you can't touch guys. And I have, I have so much respect for coaches nowadays because you can't really get a good feel of the product that you have because you can't hit. This is a physical game. Mm-hmm. So you're basically playing flag football during the week of practice and you're not getting a semblance of what it looks like game on game day so now you're making these assessments based off of flag football instead of actual tackle football 
And I'm watching this take place, and it's a hard watch. It, re it really is. Um, but at the same time, I do see guys like Dak Prescott, like as you mentioned, out there early on, throwing balls to the special team players and, you know, getting in shape and doing those type of things. I think there's some guys, Zach Martin, another one. Just, they just work. They're professionals. And those guys could have played in any era because of their work ethic. Sure. Uh, well, part of their daily routine is staying hydrated. And I know that's part of what you're working on with Crown Royal. Can you tell us about your latest venture with Crown Royal, Darren? Yeah, well, I partnered with uh, Crown Royal because I've, I've loved Crown Royal. I'm a neat guy. I like drinking my Crown neat. Uh, I wanted to partner with them because I believe their water break campaign is an important one. I've dedicated my football career to staying in the game, and, and now I'm excited to support Crown Royal for many reasons, but more importantly, because Crown Royal is pushing the drink, drinking moderately, hydrating responsibly, uh, being involved in the community, and that's the reason why I partnered with them. I, I feel like there's, there's this uh, innate relationship because I know what they want to get accomplished. And, and, and as, a, as a guy who loves to, to take Crown Royal and drink my Crown Royal neat, I also want to know, I also need to know the fact that I need to hydrate myself and, and drink responsibly uh, if I want to watch my game this Sunday. And this Sunday against the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys this weekend, Crown Royal will be – uh, we'll be out there in at the Cowboys Stadium. Uh, we'll be having a good time. There'll be some special fans that we'll be celebrating with. But, you know, there'll be some, some superstars or former players that possibly may be there um, uh, near the stadium that day. But, uh, again, we just want to push out to everyone that's listening right now. Support Crown Royal and the fact that we're giving back to the community. We're serving uh, the local community here in Dallas and around the country. That's awesome to hear, Dan. I know you got to get out of here. I got one very last quick one for you. We do a show at Blogging the Boys with Tony Casillas, and I promised him that he would ask you a question. I'm pulling it out of my Crown Royal bag. We worked with you on the Purple Bag Project last year. Yeah. Tony wanted to know, uh, and I wrote it down because I will forget, why did you always cuss the defensive line out in the huddle? It's coming from Tony Casillas. <laughs> That's a lie. He's, and he specifically said, tell him not to hold back because he said that you uh, didn't hold back on them. Uh, look, I tell you what, man. Uh, look, I play with some of the most fierce competitors, alpha dog guys. And, you know, if you, you know, first of all, Casillas and Charles Haley and Tony Tolbert and guys like Russell Maryland were like my big brothers. And 90% of the time they were cussing me out. So I had to stand up. <laughs> And, and get back to them, but hey, that's a, that's something I would that argument I would never win an argument or a physical battle against Casillas and that group. Man, they were just they were the reason why uh, RJ that uh, I've had so much success, man. Because when you, you know, I always feel like you build your team up front, and if your defensive line are your dogs and they control the locker room and control the line of scrimmage, that means you have some success, man. So they always, you know, Tony for sure, was a guy that uh, loved him, and uh, you know, he yelled at me more than I – I'll just tell you, he yelled at me more than I yelled at him. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Darren, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, uh, and we'll be hoping and praying and wishing the, the ultimate success for you as the Hall of Fame candidacy and evaluation process finishes up the rest of this season. Thanks a lot, Darren, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you next time. Thanks again, RJ. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Big time shout out, big time thank you to Darren Woodson, to Crown Royal for the time. Uh, you know, hey. According to him, he didn't necessarily cuss out Tony Casillas and the rest of the defensive line. Uh, that was really fun. And I agree with Darren Woodson. I think we all agree with Darren Woodson. Dallas Cowboys, draft to safety. Put some, and, and nobody's saying use what might end up being the fourth overall pick on a safety, but devote some legitimate resources, even if that's not a draft pick, but spend some money on a safety. As Darren said, you can't just keep continually converting special teamers into such an important position. Um, so hopefully, um, hopefully Darren is willing it into existence. Uh, really fun conversation. Darren is great. Um, and so is DeMarcus Ware. Uh, Darren obviously promoting his partnership with Crown Royal. DeMarcus Ware promoting his partnership with Jim Beam. And Demarcus, uh, look, if you did not know, by the way, both of these interviews are available on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. So you can go watch these interviews, watch Darren, watch Demarcus. And D-Ware was in front of his like home gym, which is putting it extremely lightly. Um, this thing looks like a palace. This thing looks like 24-hour fitness on just, you know, the nth degree, to the nth degree, I should say. Uh, but it was very awesome, very fun, and a very, very cool uh, moment for me personally at the very beginning. Um, DeMarcus mentioned something that I think, again, lands better if you are watching the interview. So if you can, make sure to check that out on our YouTube channel. But uh, without further ado, here is DeMarcus Ware right now on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary future Pro Football Hall of Famer, future Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor member uh, in all due time. But for now, maybe the busiest man, not just in the United States, but all over the world, <laughs> DeMarcus Ware. D. Ware, thanks so much for taking the time to join us at Blog of the Boys. Hey, man. Hey, thank you for inviting me on. I like all that memorabilia that you have in the backpack there, especially that Dallas Cowboys star. Uh, it's funny. Um, so I'm an adult now. Uh, one of the first autographs I ever got was yours. <laughs> Um, funny enough, um, right before the, you guys played the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Day, if you remember, in 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was... So that was at the old stadium. Yeah, it was. That was back when... Um, so, see, the trick, D-Ware, for fans was to go to the Marriott, where you guys used to stay, and, uh, and <laughs> right. to, to wait outside the parking lot when you guys would arrive. I got this autograph on that helmet behind me. Christmas morning when you left. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you went, if you picked up breakfast or something on the way to the stadium, but um, so that's a, a really fun memory for me. So it's cool for this to go full circle and for you to see the ball. You remember it, I guess? I mean, that is awesome, man, because the thing is, like, when I used to see the fans, because we had to stay there the night before, and, you know, let's say if it was an evening game, probably on Christmas, they had a, like, 3.30, 4 o'clock type game, and uh, I got to see the family before, so mm -hmm. I was probably leaving from um you know the marriott at the time but i think it was a good thing you know what i'm one of those guys where if the fans are out there i support you know i sign autographs but now seeing full circle that now you're you got all your dallas cowboy stuff back there and you remembered it it was a memory on christmas day that you can remember and i helped make that happen so 
I, you know, it feels great for me to, you know, knowing that it goes back full circuit and that's big time. No, that really, uh, it was a great day. The fact that it was Christmas, obviously we're talking around Christmas times. So this is really cool. Uh, 14 years later, uh, to come here. So um, what, what are your thoughts, DeMarcus, um, unfortunately, on the current state of the Cowboys? I know, um, you know, you've done the media rounds uh, so much. You're a busy man, like I said, but um, not great at the moment. What, what do you see? What, what do you view as uh, the biggest issue, aside from all the injuries that they've sustained so far this year? You know, just like you said, first, I'll just add on to that, you know, the injuries, but also when a lot of the injuries happened on the team you lost a lot of the leaders at the same time the guys that implement uh the character um when things really hit the fan so uh you know when Dak went out you know half of the offensive linemen's out a lot of the defensive line a lot of defensive guys moving in and out being hurt so it's hard to keep consistency on the model of the team so i think that that was a big hindrance especially with a new coach coming in in this offseason um, a lot of this stuff is built during the OTAs, mini camps, and training camps, and they didn't get to have that. Uh, they didn't get their mantra built during the offseason to, to sustain them during the season. So hopefully, like now, they're saying, all right, well, let's just win these last couple games. Let's end the season the right way, and let's start next season on a good note, having an offseason and turning things around. You know, um, I know you and your teammates experienced some 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 years that, you know, didn't end the way you wanted them to with the Cowboys. Uh, 2008 mm-hmm. was one of those years. And I, I think every yeah. Cowboys fan believes you were the rightful defensive player <laughs> of the year uh, in 2008. James Harrison can take that award and mail it back to you. Right, 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 um, right. Shoot him in my mailbox. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so that, that year is an example, you know, you, you never quit. Right. And, and even that, that final game in Philly was really bad, but, uh, but your effort was never a question. And we're seeing that with these current Cowboys is that effort is an issue. How, how could something like that happen? Is, is it just, maybe they are overwhelmed with, with everything that's happened and again, quit or giving up is a really heavy way to put it, but you know, we're all human and we all experience those emotions. Um, I think want to comes with in, in the same realm of quit, but also um, leadership. Um, when you have guys that really want something and that want to compete, there's no quit in them. I mean, that's the same way when I played. There was times where we're down 30 to 5, and listen, I had four sacks in the game. It, it didn't matter because that was my name being represented on the back of the jersey, but also playing – for the fans, but also, you know, you know, Cowboys Nation. It, it meant something bigger to me. And, you know, with some of these guys that are younger now, they're coming in, they have different perspectives. So that, that has to change. And it has to uh, change as soon as possible. I think that's a great point. And, and maybe, you know, people look at, at the, the losses due to injury and say, well, obviously they lose great players, but Dak Prescott's a big leader. Tyron Smith's a big leader. Lyle Collins is a big leader. Uh, in different ways. And, you know, something that came to mind, my mind right now is that game in Detroit in 2013, when, when, right. every, when everybody thought Dez was, was getting into it and you guys all had that moment. To me, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that seems like a moment where it's, okay, nothing is going the way we wanted to, but we all have to come together here. Is that kind of what you're describing? Yeah. And the thing is, like, just when the true leadership comes in, when let's just talk about last game, if you're going into the half and you're 14 to 17 down, there are PR guys in the locker room that are saying, hey, we can turn this season around. 
and we can actually prove to everybody that we can win against a worthy opponent, right? I mean, you're only three points down, but instead they come out and they don't play like we thought that they were going to play. And, you know, the Ravens really just ran up the scoreboard on them. So again, it's like, what, what happened? What, what's, what's going on? I'm even trying to grasp what that is, um, you know, to, to really just get the guys going. Do you think there is a, an added burden for playing for the Cowboys? And you played for another rich organization in the Broncos. I remember, I think it was maybe before the divisional round game against the Giants, there was a story about how some of the older Cowboys came and watched y'all practice to, to kind of just, you know, put out this vibe of, of legacy and, and whatever. Do, do you think that, that that's part of it, that, that if, if this was another team that didn't have this history, didn't have a DeMarcus Ware whose name's going to be in the Ring of Honor someday, that, that people would care less? Maybe that's too aggressive of a way to put it. You know, the thing is, this team has so much history, right? I mean, guys from Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, me, Tony Romo, Jason Witten, just to name a few, Deion Sanders, I mean, you name it. So many guys that when they put the pads on, it was almost like they were gladiators in the Coliseum. And the fans knew that they were going to see guys going to battle. Um, that's what we have to get back to. Um, I mean, they're also missing the 12th man. They're missing Cowboys mm -hmm. Nation. <laughs> they don't have 100,000 in the stadium you know, getting their heartbeats going. So you got to have that rhythm and feeling through the players, through the leadership, through guys from like a DeMarcus Lawrence and Leighton Vander Esch, Alden Smith, um, even Andy Dalton. Um, I mean, you're the quarterback of the team, you know, pushing those guys to where they need to be. Um, Randy Gregory, another guy, obviously in that group, um, he, obviously he's an interesting story this year with his comeback and a lot of people rooting for him both on and off the field. Has it been nice to see number 94 back in action? I, I, and, you know, I imagine that you want to see that number flourish and have success. And Randy's obviously a story in his own right. Um, what's that been like for you to watch Randy have success so far in 2020? You know, it, it's been good, man, especially when he first started. I was like, man, this dude is a force to be reckoned with. I know he's had some off the field problems, but when he comes back, it's almost like he fits right back in the place where he should. He's not coming in out of shape. And he is, I mean, you can see like even last game, a couple of games before that, getting sacks and making plays. So it's good to see him back. Um, but thing is, I want to see everybody back. Mm -hmm. I want to see everybody have that type of consistency from an offensively and uh, offense and defense level. DeMarcus, you are a very busy man. You have, uh, it seems like your hand in a lot of cookie jars, although – I would imagine not any actual cookies. <laughs> uh, if, if people are watching on our YouTube channel, they're seeing your background and your setup as they've seen you on a lot of different shows. Um, what do you got going on with Jim Beam right now? I mean, I, I can't believe you have time to do all this stuff. What, what do you got going on? <laughs> you know, Jim Beam, they're actually going to put out a tweet tomorrow and they're going to, that's going to initiate the sweepstakes process. Um, and that's going to, I mean, once you hashtag uh, Jim Beam highball highlights, but also, Jim Beam sweepstakes. You got to, you know, put both of them in there at the same time. You're going to be able to enter into a meet and greet on Monday because, you know, Dallas Cowboys, they play uh, the Bengals in uh, what on Sunday. I don't remember what time, but after that, we're going to sit down, have us a little bit of bourbon. Uh, they call it the highball with a little soda water. We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and you are able to now 
once you, um, you know, tweet and send that hashtag back to Jim Beam's tweet tomorrow, then you're going to be able to either ask questions during that meet and greet. I don't know how many people they're going to let in, but then also we're going to be, they're going to also send you some type of care kit uh, from Jim Beam, you get, being able to get something like that. But being able to be part of something like this, especially like the Dallas Cowboys sponsor, you know, sponsors, that's, that's, it's, it's such a great thing, right? And for me, I love to talk about my Dallas Cowboys. They, I hope, hopefully they win this game. We have some good stuff to talk about as we, you know, turn up and uh, have a little bit of highball highlights with uh, Jim Beam and have some fun. The tweet going out on Friday, December 11th at 1 p.m. Central Time. Again, the hashtag Jim Beam Highball Highlights and Jim Beam Promo. Uh, super easy, super yes. simple. Um, and you get a chance to chat with DeMarcus Ware like me. Uh, so it's a lot of fun, big opportunity for you. Uh, I think it's super cool, D-Way, that you're doing all this stuff. Obviously, in our socially distanced world, um, you've really taken advantage of it. Uh, what's, what's something you've watched on Netflix or something that, that you can give people to, to stream over the Christmas holiday? You know what? I, I got an opportunity to watch the movie called Safety. I don't think it came out yet. It's when one of the kids from Clemson, you know, had his brother right, right, right. and stuff. On so Disney football Plus, movie. yeah. Dude, it was, yeah, on Disney Plus, it was a great movie. Last night, I, I watch a lot of Disney movie, movies, but then I actually watched Mulan last night. Right. The the new one. Ooh, that the was live a good action? movie. The new one, yeah. That was actually a good movie. At first, I was like, man, I don't know if the cartoon movie is gonna be as different as the real one, but it it's actually a really really good movie, man. I'm a movie buff, so I watch all kinds of movies. So I would recommend those movies to watch for sure. Do you sing along? Like I'll make a man out of you and everything, or are you just watching? It no, I, I I I didn't sing along. I just sing along and, and hear the swords clacking and. Uh, and, and all the brutal stuff. But when they start singing, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go get me, uh, you know, some water and then I'll come back. And <laughs> but, cool. Yeah, but it, it, it's a really good movie. Well, uh, D-Ware, this is, um, I mentioned you're a really busy guy and your life's probably going to get busier. I would imagine uh, we want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. And a year from now, after the 2021 season, you will be eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm sure you already knew that. And uh, every Dallas Cowboys fan will be rooting for you. Um, it, it will be so much fun when that day comes. I imagine you'll be a first God Hall of Famer and we'll have to catch back up then when you're even busier than you are now. Uh, but thanks so much to Marcus for taking the time to join Blogging the Boys. Hey, I tell you what, and once we catch up again next time, hopefully it'll be one of those Hall of Fame balls hanging up back there in the back and we'll have some good stories about that. That's, uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. Appreciate it a lot, D-Ware. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, you take care. I want to give a big-time shout-out, big-time thank you to DeMarcus Ware and to Jim Beam for the time. Make sure you go respond to Jim Beam's tweet, which is coming out on Friday at 1 p.m. Central Time. And the hashtags, uh, just for full clarity, there was a bit of an adjustment here. The two hashtags involved here are hashtag Jim Beam Highball Highlights and hashtag Jim Beam Sweepstakes. So uh, hopefully you get a chance to chat with DeMarcus Ware. It is a lovely experience, I can tell you. Uh, and so, uh, again, just a huge thank you to Darren Woodson, to DeMarcus Ware, 
for Crown Royal, uh, for Jim Beam, for taking the time to make these interviews happen. Everybody's really busy this time of year. Um, Crown Royal, Jim Beam are awesome. Um, you know, again, we, we encourage you to drink responsibly. And, um, you know, obviously Darren Woodson and DeMarcus Ware are very awesome. We are very hopeful. We'll be rooting for both of them when it comes to Hall of Fame candidacy. DeMarcus not eligible until 2021, but Darren Woodson, hopefully he gets the call here in, a, in about a month or so. Um, well, I don't know, about like six weeks. But either way, um, I know that this Dallas Cowboys season has been rough. And so hopefully this was, uh, was a nice way to start off a weekend. Um, that, you know, that is our hope, at least here at Blog and the Boys. Make sure to subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Again, available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. And you can do me a huge favor and have the absolute best Friday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.